All right, welcome to this week's the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Sack and here alongside my good friend and co-host of this podcast as always, Travis Krenz. Travis, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. In the middle of summer. This is the first full day of summer. It is. It feels like it's going by fast. It is. It's the it's the longest day of the year, June twenty first. Is your sunburn gone? Yes. That's good. Sunburn's gone. It's almost gone. I would say it's ninety percent. Okay. Not. Yeah. Doesn't look like a reptile anymore. It's (laughs) what a what a mess that was. Yeah, and it sounds like that. You know, we've had a couple of nice days here now, but it sounds like the heat is going to come back. Nineties um, parts of the the week this week before cooling off a little bit into the into the mid to upper eighties, and then nineties. Uh, it sounds like by the fourth of July, which doesn't excite me one bit. But nope. what can we you do? see? Yeah, really hot. Not fourth of July. Whole month was pretty hot. We're about what we got. Ten days to go in the month. Yes. It was uh, whole month. It's pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it doesn't get this hot again next year. This time, uh, this time around. Uh, but you know, we'll see. That's the way. Uh, looks like the climate's shifting. So, I guess we should just be prepared for more of this. Uh, yes. The climate is shifting in the NCAA. Yeah, by Whoa. the sounds of it. Oh, you like that transition, huh? Well, Supreme Court on Monday sided against the NCAA in terms of these NIL rules and you know the the that the that the college athletes like they should be compensated, that they that the that the NCAA can't prevent them from making money. And this is a big deal. It's something that we thought was going to happen here at some point like this isn't i guess unforeseen or a surprise but now that it's officially here now we're going to start to see i think you know just what uh, the ncaa is going to do about this we're going to see what colleges and universities do what the conferences do and we could start to be seeing a change in the shift of college athletics for better or for worse i'm not sure what that is yet but what are your when you heard this news, what did you think? Whatever the players can get paid, that's good, because these schools and these athletic departments make way too much money. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty easy to make a lot of money when you don't have to pay the actual people who make the money anything. So, oh yeah, it's it's good that the coaches can make $10 million a year and the players, they, they can make something as well. Do you think that college football and college basketball are going to change dramatically over the next five to ten years? No. Good. They're just going to be able to play play the players, so it'll be fine. Hey, some, some may say, oh, you know, certain schools may have an advantage now since they can now pay more. I'm sure there'll be certain limits, but I'm sure some of these big schools are paying their players already. Um, and it's, you know, there's really only a handful of schools that can win a national title in football. Mm-hmm. And there's a few more in basketball, but I don't think it's going to change anything as far as teams being more or less dominant. So I just, hope uh, it doesn't. I hope it doesn't change the March Madness 
I hope it doesn't change, you know, college basketball specifically, but, you know, college football and, and stuff. But I do wonder now, because I haven't read the, the full, you know, what, uh, what Justice uh, Kavanaugh wrote. Um, his, you know, his, um, and I, you know, Justice Neil Gorsuch also wrote the court's opinion, but uh, Kavanaugh published a concurring opinion as well. But I believe this would help all student athletes, right? So, like, you know, the golfers, the equestrian, rowing, uh, lacrosse. This covers everyone, I believe, right? I think so. Yeah, so, like, you know, football players should probably make more than, you know, the lacrosse player or the or the swimmer. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, what, well, how do they come up with that? It should be based on whatever revenues you bring in. So, you know. The problem is, no sport brings any money besides football and basketball. Mm-hmm. Like every other sport is probably at a deficit. Yep. So should volleyball be making anything? Should baseball be making anything? I think. Like should any of these? Should any of these others? Should golf make anything? What revenue does golf bring in? Zero. Uh, they sell any tickets to tournaments? What's with that bringing you? Cross country? So, yeah, cross country. You have people at these cross country events. Do they, do you, I've never been to a cross country meet. Do they have to pay to stand in the middle of a golf course? Possibly. I wonder. Like track and field, like track and field. Like, no, it's, you know, certain certain folks should get paid. Nate Walters and Mike Dom should get paid. Mm-hmm. Should the top diver. Should the all-conference diver get paid? No. Well, so I wonder if you could do, like, if if this, if they were to do it this way. Like, everyone kind of gets a base pay, like a minimum pay, like, you know, $10 an hour or whatever, you know, like, between, uh, like, I don't know if, it, I, I'm just throwing it out there because I don't know how this would all work. But then you would get maybe a percentage of tickets sold. So, it. But then again, like they're trying to do this, you know, for um, like you know, you can go out and make some money, like endorsement deals and and whatnot. Like if uh, you know, if I don't know, Einspar Auto Plaza wanted you know uh, Granowski or you know Pierre Strong or yeah. Isaiah Davis or someone to go in there, if they you wanted um, um, you know any like a uh, you know anyone else that, who's like. Uh, like a Terry Christian or like a Macy Miller or anyone like that. Yeah. Now, I think somebody they, you like, yeah, want to do that. Go ahead and like do that. Cubbies could do that. They could do it with a golfer. So I, I, I wonder how this is all going to go. I think it's a great day for for student athletes. It's a great day uh, because they, you know, finally, you know, they're getting the 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 recognition that hey, they've been you know you've been wronged for many many years while the NCAA. Touts that it'll, it, and there is something to be said for a full ride scholarship and all of the, you know, the, the perks that you can get. But for as much time and effort and as much as they're sacrificing their bodies uh, to make the university a heaping ton of money, they deserve to be compensated for it. I will be interested to see just how the, the compensation works. Of this, and I and I hope I, I I really hope that we don't see a dramatic shift in how college athletics is played over the next you know five to ten years. You know, if, if more like if there's just a dramatic decrease now in um, in sports in college themselves. 
I found it hilarious that some schools struggled last year because of the pandemic. Like Stanford. Like they couldn't make it through. Like what were they doing years before? It just kills me that they couldn't have made it through a year that wasn't very good. Yeah. Like you don't have any savings. You don't have any money saved for a rainy day. What were you just going year by year and never? I, I don't understand why. Couldn't you oh, have insurance? Okay. You should be able to get by one year of a disaster. Yes, I would think insurance would be a uh, would be something that they could have looked into. So yeah, the uh, the NCAA uh, going through this here with the or the Supreme Court ruling. Uh, let let's get to some of what. Justice Kavanaugh wrote, he said, The NCAA is not above the law. The NCAA couches its arguments for not paying student-athletes in innocuous labels, but the labels cannot disguise the reality. The NCAA's business model would be flatly illegal in almost any other industry in America. Uh, The NCAA... Uh, Mark Emmert released a statement saying even though the decision does not directly address name, image, and likeness, the NCAA remains committed to supporting NIL benefits for student-athletes. President Mark Emmert said in a statement, additionally, we remain committed to working with Congress to chart a path forward, which is a point the Supreme Court expressly stated in its ruling. So I think, you know, now it's like the NCAA has been backed up into a corner. Uh, they've been trying to they swing and fight, even though they knew they were on the wrong side of this. I think they had to. And the, the, the tough questions have started to come up now over the last decade. But now it's official. And now the NCAA is like, okay, we need to work uh, to make sure that these laws are in place. Uh, that you know that these athletes do get paid. So I hope that what we see here going forward uh, does not... Yeah, you know what? Again, the athletes need to get paid. They should get paid. They should be able to, to, to make money off of their their likeness. They should be able to make money off of you know the, their their greatness. So you know, let uh, Trevor Lawrence you know make money when he was at, at Clemson. Like you know, Sam Howell now at UNC, at the quarterback uh, for the Tar Heels. He can make some money. I mean, you got all these guys who can make money here in the sport. It's time uh, to let them do that. So hopefully, it, though, it does not affect the play on the field, on the court, on the on the rink, on the diamond, whatever. Hopefully, we you know don't see a dramatic shift in college athletics in general. That is my hope because college football and college basketball are a delight, as are all college sports. You know these athletes are giving it their all. So uh, definitely, hopefully, uh, we we can we, we need to support them. Uh, but hopefully we don't see a dramatic shift in all this. Uh, well, Travis will be back with us here momentarily, so let's uh, let's dive into. We might come back to this topic, but let's dive into some other stuff here uh, for this week. The um, Euro Cup, because uh, Travis doesn't care about that. You know, we'll go the, the NHL playoffs right now. Uh, recording this uh, podcast as of the recording of this podcast, both the semifinal matchups. Vegas Golden Knights and Montreal Canadiens and the New York Islanders and Tampa Bay Lightning tied 2-2. Lightning uh, took a 2-1 series lead against the Islanders. Islanders won game four. Montreal had a 2-1 lead in their series and uh, they won it because of a huge gaffe by Marc-Andre Fleury in game three led to the game-tying goal and then Montreal would win it in overtime. Well, the Vegas Golden Knights started Robin Leonard 
the backup goalie in game four, and he played great, and Vegas evened up the series. That was a huge opportunity for Montreal to take a 3-1 series lead to put all the pressure on Vegas. Now with the series tied 2-2, shifting back to Vegas for game five, you just kind of wonder if Vegas now, I mean, all they need to do is, you know, protect home ice, and they win. Uh, Montreal's going to need to steal another game in Vegas. Hopefully they can do that. I'd love to see them in there. But it's going to be tough. And as for the Islanders Lightning series, I got to think the Lightning are going to win. Uh, they're just the better, the deeper team. But the Islanders are going to make them work for it. And hopefully, I, I'd love to see the Islanders make it. Lightning won it last year. It's time uh, to do that. Or, you know, for a new team in there. It would be great to see Canadians against Islanders. I believe, though, we're going to see Vegas Golden Knights and uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll have Marcus join us next week to discuss more about you know the Stanley Cup final uh, as we get there, and also discuss the Euro Cup because uh, I've been I don't know why I get into the Euro Cup as well as the World Cup, but I do, and uh, we're nearing the round of 16 final uh, matches in group play here. Uh, wrap up this Wednesday, so by the time you listen to this podcast. That'll be done. We'll know what the round of 16 looks like. Uh, difficult to kind of say right now. I was really hoping uh, Finland would be able to, uh, you know, just get in a tie with Belgium. They, they blew it by losing to Russia last week. Uh, but it doesn't look like Finland's going to make it. But so far in Group A, you got Italy making it. They, they look very, very good. Nine points. Wales is going to make it. Switzerland might. Each of those teams have four points. Belgium, they are the number one team in the world. They look the part. Uh, I might still give the slight edge to Italy there, but Belgium with nine points. Denmark, given everything that they've gone through with Christian Eriksen and and whatnot, they are going to escape uh, Group B, and they're, they're going to advance to the round of 16. We'll see what Finland and uh, Russia can do. That's going to be awfully dicey for each of those teams, but we'll see what happens there. And then uh, Group C, the Netherlands advancing. Austria making it to the round of 16 for the first time in their um in their uh, tournament history, the UEFA tournament history. So congrats to Austria. Ukraine's going to need a lot of help. Uh, North Macedonia, great showing. I mean, they scored a couple of goals. They they didn't look nearly as bad as I thought they did. Had a couple of missed opportunities, golden opportunities against the Netherlands in their uh, in their third match up of the, the Euro Cup, the third and final one. Had one uh, goal called offside. They had another shot hit off the post that they would have won. I mean, it, a couple of goals in that game against the Netherlands, that match turns around dramatically. A lot of people love that, you know, in Scotland, that they didn't lose to England last week. It was a nil-nil draw. Uh, I, I don't know why you necessarily scream for a point. Scotland so far the only team without a goal in this Euro Cup. Uh, we'll see if that changes. Uh, they're playing their matches on Tuesday. So, again, you'll, you'll know what the result is of that. They're still in it to advance. Uh, Croatia has a chance. They, each of those teams have one point. England and the Czech Republic each with four points. So, Group D not decided yet. Group E, Sweden leading that. Slovakia, Spain. Sweden seems to be in the driver's seat, but you never know. Like, hey, I mean, they could still end up not making it. It seems highly unlikely that they won't make it. Poland needs some uh, dramatic result in Spain. Ooh, they really need to do something here as well. They play on, um, who do they play? Slovakia. So that's a huge game for, a huge match for Spain. 
Slovakia with three points. They would love to get at least a draw here to kind of secure a spot in the round of 16. Spain, three points. They they need a win, essentially, to get in the group of death. Group F. With France at four points. Germany at three points. Portugal at three points. Portugal looked very bad against Germany. Germany came out with the onslaught there. Hungary, a great job to just... uh, have a draw, a 1-1 draw with, with France. It was a shame that they couldn't get the full three points there. I would have loved to see that, but we'll see. I mean, Hungary, not out of the mix yet, but they have to take on a very difficult Germany squad who, again, just annihilated Portugal there. So the round of 16 is is coming up here. As you're kind of looking at this here, um, for sure Italy's in it, Belgium, the Netherlands, Austria has advanced, Wales, Switzerland, uh, the Czech Republic, and England more than likely in it. Denmark is in. Uh, Sweden looks like they're in. France, you got five. It's it's tight. We'll see how that all shakes out. So you have 24 teams. You go down to 16, and then it's uh, the knockout stage after that. So again, we'll talk with Marcus on that next week. But it's I, I don't know why I get into the. I hate soccer in general. I'm not a soccer fan, although I wouldn't mind seeing my son play it. It seems you know he. I think he would be very good at it potentially. Based on what little I've seen him kick the ball and whatnot, but uh, when the Euro Cup gets here and when the World Cup get here, I don't know. I'm all about all about the soccer. So uh, it's not not that I'm watching each match, you know, minute by minute here, but it's on in the background. It's just nice to keep tabs on it. Uh, so it's been a good tournament so far and look forward to seeing how that all unfolds here as we get to the knockout stage and the round of 16. Uh, we're going to talk some basketball, baseball up here. Again, Travis uh, rejoining us here momentarily. Uh, and, of course, cereal. That's the big topic of the item of discussion. We have lots of cereal to discuss here on this week's Sports Block podcast. Um, and then uh, you know, we're going to have one next week, I think, leading up into the 4th of July. The 4th of July week, we won't do one. And then, uh, you know, we're off on a vacation here. So July, not not nearly as many episodes. And then once we get into August, the college football starts. So that's going to be a lot of fun here. Charlie will rejoin us and, and stuff. So a lot of fun to be had here. So a lot to look forward to. The, the, you would think sports would be dying down a little bit at this time. It's not. It's, you know, between... What uh, the Supreme Court had uh, on Monday here with college athletics, and you have the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs going later than what they normally would. Uh, they would be done by now in a normal season. Obviously, with the little bit of delay here with COVID, that was not the case. So, uh, you know, they they keep going, and you know that does that take away from what happened at the U.S. Open? Maybe a little bit. But John Rahm uh, won his first golf major of the year, and uh, the Spaniard birdied both 17 and 18 to uh, get in front of Louis Oosthuizen and a couple other guys. Louis then hits a tee shot in the canyon on 17, bogey 17. He missed his eagle chip, and John Rahm, who was on the practice green or on the on the practice range swinging, just. Preparing for the potential uh, possibility of a playoff. Didn't have to. He wins his first major in this uh, two weeks coming off of him uh, having to uh, leave the tournament. He was leading by six strokes in because of uh, that, because he tested positive for COVID. So um, 
is that uh, he's a great golfer. Uh, hopefully he gets his COVID shot here. But that was a, a very interesting, entertaining tournament to watch. Torrey Pines is always a great place to watch uh, or to, you know, to have a major at. I've never played it before. My father-in-law has. He, he said it was great. Uh, it's, was that where the Pebble Beach Pro-Am is, I think, right? Maybe? I thought so. Anyway, um, course was in good condition. Weather's, weather conditions were great, so it was a, a good job or a, a nice tournament. It was close on Sunday. That's exactly what you want. Maybe not quite the stars, but Roy McElroy was making a run. Um, you know, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka were kind of in the mix. I would have loved to see a final pairing with those two. Uh, those two hate each other, as we has been well documented. But uh, John Rahm wins his first major, winning the U.S. Open. And with Travis joining me back now, Travis, uh, do we do you have any other thoughts then on the the, the college athletic, uh, you know, the, the Supreme Court ruling and all of that? Yeah, it's just a long time coming of all these universities and college programs getting by, not paying their players anything, and really, like only really, only the football players and basketball players for the most part should be paid. Like if you're Maybe if you're a hockey player, you know, with the Gophers or mm-hmm. UND, you should probably get paid. Yep. You know, if you're filling uh, arenas with 10,000 people, you should probably get paid. So it should be a case-by-case basis. I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, but, yeah, it's like, give, give us all the money from these uh, players and teams, and they don't get to see a dime of it. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's about time. I assume you have no thoughts on the NHL playoffs or the Euro Cup, right? The soccer, no. The hockey. I mean, Montreal, they're tough. They are. But they. They're, this thing's going at least six and probably seven. They they blew a golden opportunity, though, to take a 3 1 lead in game four when uh, Vegas inserted their backup, Robin Leonard, instead of Marc Andre Fleury. They should have won that game. Uh, that's going to be. That could come back to haunt them, I think. So if you're in Vegas, why do you do that? For rest? I think, no, because. Mark Andre Fleury gave up a very bad goal in Game Three. Puck, uh, he he went and played the puck behind the net. He lost the puck in his skates. It squirted right out in front, and Montreal put it in for a wide open net. They tied it up at. Take him off the I I think so because then he he gave up a, the game winning goal in overtime. It just didn't look right. So I think maybe this was a uh, something to get him out of his head, perhaps. Um, oh. That, that that's my guess. Um, yeah, the other series was added too as well. So yes, could yep. be anybody series. Yes, yep. Very, very entertaining here in the Stanley Cup. Uh, will begin, I would assume, uh, early next week. Then, um, and we'll get to yep. the NBA playoffs here in a second. Uh, I was mentioning though about John Rahm winning the U.S. Open. Did you watch oh, yeah. any of this tournament over the weekend? Yeah, because you look at the leaderboard on Sunday. And they had DeShambo up there. It was interesting. And Warren McElroy, for once, uh, was there. Didn't contend, but he was there. Yep. Brooks Kepka. He the bed like everybody else did. Yep. Brooks Kepka. Yeah, Brooks Kepka was there. So, yeah, you had some guys. Justin Johnson was around for a while. It didn't last long. So, you had guys that I wanted to see. And, again, even if you didn't have anybody there, there were what? Ten players within a shot of the lead at one point. Yep. At like four under, three under. So like, yeah, it could be anybody's tournament. So yeah, I, I watched that on Sunday. 
And we always love to t- mention Louis Oosthuizen's name. Louis Oosthuizen. Yeah. He's he's always there. He's a guy we never mention. And what he's finished second to what five six times on majors. Yep. So yeah, and he, like he could so easily be like a three four time winner. Yes. Yep. He probably should have won this. Uh, he had a bad tee shot on seventeen winning uh, the the canyon and you know Rom birdies the last two holes. He wins a tournament you know, a couple weeks after he got pulled from what was it was it the memorial when he he tested positive for COVID. Uh, he was leading that tournament by six strokes. So I don't I mean he would much rather take this, but it's cool to see him carry you know his little his newborn baby and stuff. So uh, cool moment there. Um, but a, a good tournament, and I, I, my favorite tournament is coming up here in a month. You know that my my favorite tournament is the Open Championship, so I look forward to that. I will say Bryson to Shambo. Bryson to asshole, as I call him. Like nobody likes him. I don't hate him. I don't hate the guy. I do. Why do you hate the guy? He comes off as an arrogant jackass. Well, he is awfully good. He's he's very unorthodox in how fast he swings it. He's very very powerful. I will give him that, but uh, it's his demeanor. Like okay, I don't like Brooks Kepka either. I think Brooks Kepka is not a good ambassador for the game of golf because he has so much talent. Uh, he's very strong as well. He but he has so much talent and yet he just doesn't seem like he cares a whole lot. Like he he. If he put in the time or like the emotion, the effort and stuff, I think he would be as dominant of a player as we've seen in quite some time. Um, but it just doesn't seem like he's all that interested in doing that, and that's fine. You know, I mean, you don't have to do that. But I just, I'm his demeanor is not one that really I think is great for the game of golf, and it's not really one that warms you up to fans. But I think everyone's warmed up to him a hell of a lot more in this. Uh, Kepka Deschambeau uh, feud that they have going on, and Bryson's just an asshole. He just is. Like it, everything about him just screams asshole. I'm like major. Like dick. it'd rather be him than John Rahm. Like John Rahm's a great player. Or is he? Is he number one in the world right now? He might be. Might be. Yeah, uh, I don't know for sure. Like he's just some guy. Again, he's that guy. Like where he's a great golfer, but he's not a star. Nobody cares about John Rahm. I sure the hell don't. I see he ends up winning three, four majors. I don't know. I don't see him becoming a star anytime soon. Or like Louis Usain, he's a great golfer. He's not a star. You know, we know who he is. But the other two guys, yeah, there's something beyond just golf, whether they're exciting or very boring or whatever their personalities are. Like, I have no problem with Bryson DeChambeau, how he acts, and if he wants to bulk up and swing as hard as he can, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But when he's swinging that hard, and you have no idea where the fuck the ball's going. Yeah. Well, and he, he, he could have won this tournament. He was, what, nine holes to go? He was in the lead. Yeah, he, he and he shot a 44 on the back nine. It was bad. I mean, it was just wide left, wide right. It was like watching myself play. Like, he didn't know where the fuck the ball was going. So it's nice to... Hit it 320 yards. Yeah. But if you have no idea where the fuck it's going to go, and it's going to go 50 yards out of bounds, like, what's the point of just hitting the shit out of it? It's worked for him, but it certainly didn't work on the back nine yesterday because he was just all over the place. It was like he was in the sand. He was in the rough. Mm-hmm. The one guy ended up in the fucking tree. <laughs> I think it bounced, and it bounced, and then go in the tree. I don't know. 
Like, one guy ended up in the tree. I have no idea how the hell they found the ball to begin with. I don't know if it landed in the tree where it actually bounced on the sidewalk and then landed up in a tree. Just so many guys hitting it in the bunkers. And this wasn't, you know, the U.S. Open where two over was going to win it. My guy, you know, go over five, six under. Yep. So they were fairly low compared to normal U.S. Open. Right. So, I, the one, I mean, yeah. The one thing I don't like about Bryson either is that there were a few uh, people in the gallery who yelled Brooksy at him on Thursday, and he eventually had uh, – um, like police escort people out and like kick them out. Like, come on! Like, if it, if that's gonna get to you, then maybe you shouldn't have a damn feud with him, and you should just act like a grown up. I mean, come on, Bryson, to asshole. Come on. If, if these fans want to cop off, then then suffer the consequences. Well, you know, I'm gonna side with the fan in this one here because Bryson's just an asshole. Should you do it? Like, if look at what Phil Mickelson. Uh, had to deal with you know with the phone cameras and stuff, which it just you know taking pictures like turn your phone on silent, dinguses like that. That's not that hard, but I don't think he asked people to leave the course or you know like have police escort mm-hmm. them away. There's di- there's different ways to handle that. There's the professional way, like Phil Mickelson, uh, where you know you ask a couple times. He got a little irritated there, which understandable if you've had to ask several times. Or there's the Bryson to asshole way where you uh, just say, oh, get these people out of here because they're bothering me and calling me Brooksy, Brooksy. Oh, yeah. Shut the hell up. That's like all I'm the saying. things that people don't like about him, like I don't I don't care. If he wants to have a fan kicked out, go ahead. Yeah, I know. It's just his whole demeanor just rubs me the wrong way. So. And before he, about a year ago, nobody cared about him. Because he wasn't like this. Or or whatever his transformation happened. Or wasn't he in some tournament as an amateur and did fairly well? And what, he won the U.S. Open last year? And Mm -hmm. he's done some things and he went through this. I feel like during COVID is when he went through this transformation of, you know, adding a bunch of muscle. And I'm going to swing the club and hit the ball as far as I possibly can. That happened. I feel like that happened in March and April of last year where we knew about him, but then he became this new person right so i'm fine with what he's doing is he's got to be more accurate for christ's sake i mean jesus christ you gotta because golf it's like you know he's trying something different everybody else is just oh they're hitting the ball and that's it i mean he's doing like he'll intentionally hit it in the rough to you know get a shorter second shot here you know he'll hit it somewhere and tend like there's a one shot he a few months ago, like he hit it over a body of water, mm-hmm. he hit it like you know, it was like a dog leg one direction, and he just hit it over this body of water instead of going straight into the left. He just went all the way left. So, hey, do something like that. Some some yeah. creativity in golf. I do. I remember him having one shot where he's in like semi deep rough and he's taking a wood. I'm like, wow, that's that's awfully ballsy. That's there, different. there's also a guy, Matthew Wolf, who. Uh, lifts his left foot up like a good six inches or something. I've never seen that before. Almost like a leadoff hitter in baseball. Yeah. Uh, and then he, they they showed it on NBC. His both both his feet left the ground after he came through with his follow through on his backswing. So I mean that's incredible. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, very interesting uh, approaches there. Uh, Wolf didn't finish all that great. I mean he he was in the mix for a while, but. Um, 
But may yeah. I say, our guy Dick Bland just completely shit himself. He, he sure did. He sure did. I mean, you had a guy named Dick Bland who nobody had heard of since Bill Thursday. Oh, Dick Bland's in the lead. And yeah, when he finished eight over. Well, it's not like the Sunday's final pairing had like any like since they had some Hughes guy from Canada and whoever. Hey, who was that? Yeah, I never heard of yeah. him. And yeah, a lot of guys in the final pairings did not do very well. No, no, they did not. Uh, but again, open. It was kind of an anticlimactic thing. Uh, we knew that John Rahm was going to win once you know, kind of halfway through the seventeenth hole. Mm-hmm. That you knew he was going to win, and usually it comes down to usually the last pairing to see who wins, and you didn't have that. You had a guy two, three, you know, three, four groups behind. He was waiting, and uh, the last couple pairings didn't really matter a whole lot. Right, right, and that's the, that's the unfortunate thing. But overall, good tournament. We'll see how the Open Championship uh, turns also, out. Also, I like NBC. They do good work, but they got to put the fucking leaderboard on the screen at all times. Like CBS is yep. done with the Masters, we've evolved now. It's like, you know, yep. in the mid '90s, they started putting the scores on the screen at all times. Like yep. you have to do this now with golf. Put the top five, six of the leaderboard. Put that on the screen all the time. That yep. should be a thing that every golf broadcast does now for the rest of forever. I really like Roger Maltby and uh, David Flaherty uh, mm-hmm. on the course. Those are very good guys. There, they help make the broadcast what it is. So, uh, NBC will have the Open Championship as well here in a few weeks. Uh, let's get to the basketball here before we get into baseball and cereal talk. Um, so, I don't know who had Milwaukee and Atlanta in the Eastern Conference Finals, but congratulations, you won just a shit ton of money. Um, I, I gotta admit, Krins, I wanted Milwaukee to win. All along, and after game two, when they just looked like they didn't care at all, and like, okay, well, this series is done, and then Kyrie Irving hurts his ankle, James Harden doesn't look like himself, you know, when he came back and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the only reason why the this series went to seven is because of Kevin Durant's heroics in game five. And then he almost did it again in game seven and was uh, like an inch away, an inch or two, away from sending the Nets to the Eastern Conference Finals, but foot was on the line. Game went to overtime, and then, uh, oh, a 6-2 overtime period. That that sounds like uh, just heaven, heavenly fun to watch. But the, the Bucks win, and now they get to play the Atlanta Hawks, who took apart uh, the 76ers. Uh, that, they had that epic comeback, that epic 26-point 20, uh, point comeback in Game 5 in Philly. Uh, lost it on their home court in Game Six. Had to go back to Philly for Game Seven, and they won it. Trey Young didn't shoot well, five of twenty-three, but Kevin Herter uh, played very well. Uh, I think a season-high twenty-seven points. And it also helps when you play five on four because Ben Simmons doesn't shoot worth a shit or at all in the fourth quarter. Ben Simmons has got to go. He does. He's got to be traded. I agree. Like big like Joel Embiid, he was the man in this series. You know, he got thirty points, ten rebounds every game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tobias Harris did fine. Seth Curry, like he he did he's like their number three guy. Seth Curry had a couple of big games, yep. but uh, yeah, Ben Simmons, game seven, five points. Not gonna so, cut it. Yeah, the dunk, uh, the dunk, the layup in the final minute or something just passes that up. Yes. Um. He just 
isn't very good He's offensively. Bad. You got to trade him in the offseason, right? Like the 76ers say they have a plan to help him improve. I think the way to help him improve is to ship him off. Kind of like what they did with Markel Fultz. Remember they drafted Fultz yeah. and he was bad. He didn't he didn't have a shot at all. They traded him to Orlando and Fultz is kind of I think he's still with Orlando, but kind of resurrected his career to a degree. He's he's improved. Um maybe that's the 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 thing with Simmons. You got to trade him to Orlando to improve his I don't know, but he's bad. He, he, he can't shoot. He, he can't shoot. He doesn't know how to shoot. He's right-handed. I'm pretty certain he's right-handed. How is he but the number one overall pick? Hand. Like, you can't be this bad shooting, and like, you just can't be. No. Like, he just doesn't fit. Like, he... Like, where does he fit? Like, you need that guy to do more than that. Yes. He was two for four. I, I just don't. don't understand. And Philadelphia should have won this series. They blew, what, a 25-point lead in game five? Yep. They blew a lead in this game. Like, there's no way Atlanta should have won. No. No, so, no, no. Good, good for Atlanta, but the story is Philadelphia shitting the bed. Yep. Again. And they have to figure out something here in the in the off season, I think I think God trade Ben Simmons, but they're they're in a tough spot here. I mean, it, Brooklyn, you know, I, I get Nets fans are probably going to be disappointed, but you should just look at the fact that you know you didn't have your big three in there, and you still pushed the Milwaukee Bucks to a game seven, and Milwaukee is very fortunate to escape that. Uh, I think they, I picked them, I think to win it at the at the beginning. I picked them to win it all against the Clippers, and that looks. Uh, that looks fairly promising at this time. Uh, I think the Bucks are going to handle the Hawks, but I wouldn't certainly put any a lump sum of money on there because look what the Hawks have done. I mean, they've played very good basketball. Trey Young has put his money where his mouth is. He said in the regular season, "We're not getting any respect." All right, Trey, you got to do it come postseason, and he's done it. He's done it in two series. Uh, again, wasn't great in Game Seven. But uh, he did enough, and they're doing this without DeAndre Hunter, so they're missing a piece on their team as well. I think that, and not that DeAndre Hunter is a fantastic player, but he's a very good role player for them. And I think for them to be able, and you know, Bogdanovich had a knee injury, so I'm not sure how effective he was or how you know what percent healthy he was for Game Seven, but he played a little bit. Um, so it's not like the Hawks were at full strength, and they still took it to the 76ers. So I, I think Atlanta is in a good position to make this a series with Milwaukee, but I think Milwaukee's just overall a better, a, a more talented team, and I think they're going to win this series and advance to the NBA Finals. It was very difficult for Milwaukee to win their series. It was very difficult. You just had Kevin Durant just doing it you know, 50 points, playing the entire game, and that was an incredible shot he made at the end of regulation to, yeah. uh, to force overtime. And so, yeah, good, good for him because he did everything he could have asked him. Yeah. But they still lost. Trey Young's worst game probably in the playoffs was Game Seven. He was terrible. Yep. Twenty-one points, ten assists. He was five of twenty-three shooting. Yep. Yeah. At one point, he was two of nineteen. So, for Philadelphia and their best players, two of nineteen in in the fourth quarter, like you got to win that game. So. Yep. He did not play very well. Again, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, the trade. I mean, again, we talked about it last week. Luka Doncic is, I feel, a much better player. Trey Young is very good. He's an all-star. 
Uh, he's doing very well, but this is in the Eastern Conference after all. They beat the Knicks, who are the Knicks. Yep. And they beat Philadelphia, who is Philadelphia. So. I think, though, if you're looking at this here, it sounds like Luka is not set on staying in Dallas. He doesn't like what's going on. There's been some upheaval. Rick Carlisle has left. Uh, the general manager, vice president of basketball operations, has left. Uh, it doesn't sound like Luca wants to stay there long term. So Dallas is in a lot of hurt here if they can't uh, if they can't put the pieces around Luca to make to persuade him to stay. That's de- that's devastating to Dallas right there. Yeah, you need him to stick around. Or is it's his third year? So you build around him and you feel good. You feel like all right, LeBron when he's done in a few years, you feel like you've got the best guy mm-hmm. in the league and you should be able to do something. So, yeah, if you, if you don't have him, then that sucks for them. And Kemba Walker is now a yeah. member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Brad Stevens, who is now the general manager of the Celtics, no longer the head coach, uh, traded him and, yeah. and a first-round pick in this year's draft. And for a, nothing. For nothing. And for, for Al Horford, because Al Horford fits with their system, apparently. I mean. He was with them like, he'll be fine, but he was, what, 35, 36? Yeah. It's just a complete salary dump. Like, that's a trade that should not be allowed to happen. The Thunder now have three first-round picks in this year's draft. They should uh, improve quickly. So we'll see what those picks become. they got a lot of picks here the next few years. We'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I hate those type of trades. Yep. Just a complete, complete salary dump of take this guy so we can uh, free up some money. Uh, the Clippers don't even look like they need Kawhi Leonard. No. Like, he's nice, but like they've not played like they needed him because they beat the Jazz. That's probably the most surprising thing to happen. Maybe even more so than Atlanta winning. Because they Atlanta was behind. a full strength. And they're like, yeah, Atlanta, we're going to watch out for them. Yeah. But when Kawhi Leonard went down, it was like, all right, that series is done with. Yep, absolutely. But it wasn't. They win, and they almost beat the Suns in game one. That was a... That was a very good game. Man, oh, man, oh, man. That game was very entertaining. And the Suns win without Chris Paul, so hopefully he's back soon. But, yeah, that should be a good series. And like we said, somebody's going to win a title for the first time or the first time in a long time. Yes. And some superstar is going to get a ring. Yep. So that's Devin Booker or Paul George or somebody is going to get a ring. So it's... So again, like we said, is it's a strange, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be a strange final. Terrence Mann, I'd never heard of this guy. Apparently this cat went to Florida State and was just drafted in 2019. So uh, he scored 39 against the Jazz and led them from their 20-point uh, second-half deficit at home to beat the Jazz. So that's incredible right there. Uh, the Jazz, that's an epic failure. But Mike Conley was hurting, you know, Donovan Mitchell wasn't fully healthy either, so that's understandable there a little bit. And, you know, Phoenix still without Chris Paul. We don't know the timetable. At least I haven't heard on when he'll be back. So, you know, for yes, the Clippers were playing without Kawhi Leonard, almost beat the Suns, but the Suns were without arguably their best player in Chris Paul. Which, again, like if we're looking at salary dumps here, Crins, we could look at Chris Paul getting traded from the Thunder (laughs) to the Suns as a salary dump as well last year. And that has turned out much different than... Than what it has. So, I mean, that Chris Paul, a great addition there with Devin Booker. Devin Booker, 40 point triple double, 40 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists. Uh, he's 
you know, he's a definite star. I think we saw potentials of that when he scored 60-plus points multiple times over the last couple of seasons. But Phoenix was so bad that it got overlooked, overshadowed. But he's he's playing the best ball at the best uh-huh. time right now. And I think Phoenix is going to win that series. And to your point about not having a team – the, a team's going to win a championship that hasn't won it in a very long time. Well, the Suns and Clippers have never won it. So regardless of who wins the Western Conference Final, uh, that team will be seeking their first NBA title uh, in the NBA Finals, whether it's the Clippers or the Suns. Chris Paul is due $44 million next year. I think he'll. I think the Suns will pay him. It's a player option. Who the it's hell would take $44 million? Do you stay in Phoenix? Yeah, I think he stays in Phoenix. He has he's to. 36. He's going to be 37 at the end of next year. So do they want him back for that, or do they come up with a deal of, hey, let's not pay you that much. Let's pay you for a couple more years at a reduced price. And again, statistically, you know, he was about what he was. Not what he was in his prime, but, you know, 16 points, 9 assists, 4 rebounds, very good numbers. Yep. You know, but... Uh, so, you know, 35, 36 years old, that's, that is something. The Atlanta Hawks have not won a championship since 1958 when they were the St. Louis Hawks, and the Milwaukee Bucks haven't won one since, I believe, 1971, when yeah. some guy named um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I think, was playing for them. That's right. So, should be interesting. It's definitely new. Uh, and congrats to the TNT team, who won't have to travel at all when they're in Atlanta. They can just sleep in their own beds or, you know, the, yeah. the, the beds... That? That they're uh, that they stay at when they're in the playoffs and stuff because I think what Charles has homes in. I mean, he, Ernie can sleep in his own in his own bed for sure. Yeah. Uh, Charles has homes I think in Philadelphia and Phoenix, um, but I'm sure he's got an apartment or condo with how much you know work they do at TNT there. Oh. So uh, good for them that they don't have to move because TNT covers the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals this year. So very good there. Uh, baseball, baseball. Um, dare I say, let's, uh, this, the Twins have a prove it series, or, uh, prove it 10 days coming up here, Krenz, because they play the Indians and the White Sox over the next 10 days, with the Red Series sprinkled in there. If the Twins want to get back in the race, if they want to, this is the time to, to say, like, hey, we're not out of it yet. These next ten days are, are critical for them. I'm not saying they're going to, but they at least have a chance here after sweeping the Rangers and you know winning a game or one game. You know the final game in Seattle. They're on a four game win streak right now. They have a chance to build that momentum here uh, headed into this week. I guess. I'm just grasping this teams ahead of them, so. Yeah, I mean, they're done, but, you know, I'm, I'm done with the Twins. So, the it was just funny to me that uh, they were showing the game on Bally Sports North, uh, a replay of it, this uh, Monday morning at the gym. Mm-hmm. And so it's before they, they complete the sweep. And they're talking mm-hmm. about, oh, the bullpen the last three games has been very reliable, very good. Well, it's like, no shit, because you're playing – Bad teams like the Mariners and the Rangers, they should be doing this, right? Yeah, it's just like these guys are good. They just haven't pitched well. Uh, Hansel Robles has done well. He's got six saves. And I think he became the first Twins player on Sunday this year 
to throw in three consecutive days, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like they have not allowed any player, any bullpen arm to throw three consecutive days. And we're a week from July. Like, I mean, they haven't won a lot of games, so they haven't needed Taylor Rogers, and they've kind of kind of done a closer by committee. Column A was the closer, and he was terrible. Mm-hmm. And they'll use Taylor Rogers for one batter, even though he's the best pitcher. Mm-hmm. And they've even given Robles plenty of opportunities in the ninth, and he's been good. But just the fact that they, it's, you know, no more than two days in a row, and, you know, it shows with, with the record when you don't use your best pitchers from the bullpen in games which are close. Exactly. Uh, what else stuck to you? What else stuck out to you last week uh, in baseball? I mean, the Diamondbacks are on a historically bad output right now. Seventeen straight losses overall. They've lost what 23, 24 consecutive road games. Like this is a very, very bad team. We thought the Rockies and the Pirates would be bad, and we thought the Diamondbacks wouldn't be good either. But not this bad. Uh, it's it's pretty bad out there in the desert. They've lost that what record twenty three in a row on the road. But they still don't have the worst record in baseball. Road record in baseball. No, right? That's Which seems impossible. Yeah. That it would was, belong to their division counterparts, the Colorado Rockies, who are five and twenty seven. And they've won like five of their past forty five games. It's that's as bad of a stretch as I ever remember. So, yeah. Bad, bad, bad. Uh Padres back on it. They won four in a row after a bit of a Hiccup. Yep. Giants are still there, so that's, you know, Padres, they've fallen off the pace a little bit with the Giants and the Dodgers. Yep. Um, Cubs and Brewers, that's a good race in the Central. Yep. Um, Rays lost six it, in a row last week. That wasn't good, but they're going to call up Wanda or Franco. Uh, Jacob DeGrom pitched today, pitched five innings, gave up a hit. So he's just... What's wrong with him? Every time yeah, you give up a hit, every time he goes out there, it's just. Send, again, he's a guy that. Triple A. Like, when he's there, like, you have to watch him. Like, I feel like that's the type of role he's on right now. He's given up, like, 27 hits in 72 innings this year. Which is, I mean, just think about that. Like, just. His whip and ERA are about the same, 0.5. Mm-hmm. Like, he is, and he got what? He left his previous start early, but he seems to be fine. But, yeah, hopefully he can keep this up, because yeah, he's, he's on a unprecedented type pace. Absolutely. And then Absolutely. you've got Shoei Otani. He's going to win the MVP in the American League if he stays healthy. He's going to be in the uh, home run derby, so he'll be the story of the weekend if he does well there. Mm-hmm. He's going to hit 40 home runs and kill 150 innings, which is Babe Ruth type stuff that nobody's ever seen. So that's impressive. Uh, Houston's won seven in a row. They're looking real good right now. So, and the Yankees, they're just kind of, they're just there. Yep. They may not even make the playoffs, which I think would be fine with everybody. Mm-hmm. At this moment, they would be out of the playoffs. So, Yep. Right now, currently 13 teams with a positive run differential. That means 17 without. Uh, or zero or because the Yankees right now, uh, uh-huh. even Steven there, uh, runs scored and runs allowed. So take a look at the National League East. Yeah, it's uh, take a look at that and the run differential. 
Anything stick out to you? Looking at the run differential here, and I see the Miami Marlins, the last place Miami <laughs> Marlins, with an, a plus 18 run differential. Uh, only other team with a positive run differential in that division, the New York Mets at plus 20. They are the sixth best in the National League. They are better than every team in the NL Central except the Cubs. Um, yeah. Does that mean they're losing a lot of close games, I would imagine? I mean, you, yeah, okay, they lost seven games. Yeah. By one run or seven games in the last at bat. So, two hundred and sixty-three runs allowed on the season. I mean, the Mets two twenty-six. That, I mean, that that's Their remarkable. Is good. The Marlins, they've got some good pitching. Yep, the Padres yeah. have given up one fewer run. The White Sox two fewer runs, and that's it. <clears throat> so the Marlins have the fourth have allowed the fourth fewest amount of runs this season. Let's say if they actually kept like just a couple of the guys through the years. Think if they kept a Christian Yelich. Just kept a couple of these guys. Yeah. They get rid of all of them. But they're still they're never awful. They're never like the worst team in baseball. They're like, you know, they made the playoffs last year. Yep. They're always they might be bad for a couple of years, but then it seems like they've got some young players that come up and well, all of a sudden the Marlins they've got a couple guys. Yeah. Braves are disappointing. The Nationals are making a comeback here. They're eight and two over the last ten. So, yeah, that that it's that NL East. It's the Mets to lose, and right now it doesn't look like yeah. that's going going to happen here. Hopefully, the Padres come back here. Uh, anything else? Oh, the the sticky the sticky sub the substance here that that baseball is going to try and uh, look at here with the pitchers. Uh, what we hear heard from at least one pitcher who was it? Uh, uh, Glasnow, I think, from Tampa yeah. Bay last week. He wasn't very happy about that. Um, you know, what do you make of his comments? And then uh, the, what B- Major League Baseball is trying to do? It seems like they are um, like they they're trying to do something that they should. I get why they're doing it. They're trying to cut down on any you know perceived cheating. But when you completely look the other way on the hitters, I think we talked about this a little last week. This does not look like a good decision by them to go after the pitchers right now in the middle of a season. But they let it go too far, and Glassnow is going to have to have Tommy John here in a few weeks. I mean, he's really good, so he's going to be out for a while. That's that's terrible. But he's, yeah, he's blaming it on that, which I don't know. Like, you should still be able to use certain substances if, to get a good grip on the ball. But just like with steroids, like, there are certain pain relievers that there that's acceptable, but you can't go over that line. You know, and um, they did, so now they got to pull it back. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't suspect anybody who's going to get suspended because it's kind of like a speed trap of... They're telling you we're going to be out there mm-hmm. watching for speeders, so don't get picked up for speeding, and you shouldn't if we're telling you where we're at and what we're looking for. Like Nobody should be caught with anything they shouldn't be because they're telling you what they're going to do. So they're giving you a fair warning of, do not do this because we're going to be checking. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. so let's see what happens there. Uh, Yankees, by the way, turned a game-ending triple play. Uh, against the A's on Sunday, that was cool. And uh, uh, was it Kyle Schwarber? Five home runs in the last two games. Um, quite impressive there uh, for the Nationals. Uh, pitcher and hitter of the week. Who you got? Pitcher of the week. Uh, pitcher. Let's go, Luis Garcia. Pitcher for Houston. 
uh, only 24 years old. He's done well this season uh, for them. So hopefully he sticks around in the rotation. But uh, yeah, he's got a what a three, uh, no, 2.8 ERA. He's pitched very well. So Luis Garcia for Houston. Our hitter of the week. Oh, it's it's harder to come up with a hitter of the week. Um, I don't know. Like everybody else is kind of like you know who they are. So we've I don't know. Shohei Otani. Like people know who he is, but already hit five home runs last week. Well, we can do that too. We'll just go Shohei Otani, and if you have another, if you you have you have a different um, name, we can put that in here. But yeah, I mean he's he's playing very good. I think you know. Obviously, Major League Baseball doesn't always market their stars very good. Uh, you can just look at Mike Trout as an example, Shohei Otani's teammate. This is a guy that you should probably market as fast and as much as you possibly can. Like he, like how, like how can you not do something with this guy? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like he's gonna hit forty home runs. He's gonna win MVP. He's gonna. He's a good pitcher. Like he's all of these things. It's. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, like, it should be a bigger deal. Like, this should be, like, whenever he starts, should be, like, this huge event. Mm-hmm. But it's not really, you know. And, like, you just got to get out of, get away from the Angels because they're not going anywhere. Like, go on a team that matters. Then maybe it would make a difference because they're not doing anything. Right. So, Byron Buxton's back. Hit home run. Mm-hmm. So, Look forward to him going on the injured list here in the next five days. Stay healthy for the rest of the year. There's no excuse to miss any more games for the rest of the year. Right. Play the yeah, what, July, August, September. And I'm, tell, I'm asking you to stay healthy for three months. Good Do luck. something you've never done before. Good luck with that. Which is stay healthy for, and then they have to have some sort of a contract with them next year. I don't know what you do with him. Like if he gets hurt, hurts a, if he gets hurt again, and he misses another couple of weeks or a month, like how do you offer him? How do you give him a hundred and fifty million dollar deal this offseason? I don't know. Knowing that he's never, he's barely ever played a hundred games. It's a good question. It's he good seems question. to have finally figured it out, but if you're only going to play half the season, what is what is that worth? It's still worth something. But I don't know if it's worth $150 million. Well, yeah, I mean, kind of like uh, Zach Parise of the Minnesota Wild. Uh, he's a star player. You know, he does, and he's older. Uh, certainly doesn't have as much in him, but you know, he can still play a few games here or play on your fourth line or whatnot. Uh, how much? Really? Right. Yeah. I mean, the fourth line. The third or the fourth line. Yep. Uh, so how much does that? How old is he? Oh, Zach is, let's say. He's got to be. Oh yeah, he's at least thirty six. Always, uh, oh, he's, he's that old. Yeah, yeah he's thirty six. Yep. Let's. He's, uh, he's the guy now. He he's done basically. Well, no, he he played really well in the playoff series against Vegas after sitting much of the last year. And yes, he's thirty six years old. Uh, so he provides value to the team, but at at. The, at the salary that they're paying him right now, probably not. So, you, you, I, same. I'm just kind of correlating it to Buxton. It's like you see the potential here, 
with with Parise, it's okay. Maybe we sit you for a few games. You don't play this full season, so we're not. We don't want to pay you a full season salary like what you would normally make. But you're still valuable enough to keep you around. With Buxton, we know you're not going to play a full season because you're likely to get injured. But you still have a lot of value. So where's that? Where does that salary come in? Just because. And again, that's where I think you you have these clauses that will these escalators that will pay you more money the the more you stay healthy. If you have 500 at bats, I'll give you 20 million dollars. Hey, there you go. Because if he has 500 at bats, he's going to be very good. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just something that you have to do. That you have yeah. to do. Uh, before we get into anything else you have uh, before serial talk, and then uh, that I do want to mention that uh, Carl Nassib, the yes. Las Vegas Raiders um, defensive end, has come out as the first active gay player in the NFL. Uh, haven't seen. Well- well, the Michael Sam player, was, but like he, right now, he will get cut. Well, magically, that, all of a sudden, oh, we don't have a spot for him. I don't think that's going to be the case with him. Not certainly in this climate that we live in right now, and just the current environment um, where we're at with society. Uh, but it's interesting that you know he that he comes out as. Game. I wonder how many other players now will follow suit. Uh, Roger Goodell issued a statement uh, supporting him. Uh, Vegas Raiders owner uh, Mark Davis said, "If he's happy, I'm happy. You know, he, it's not a big deal." I think you know. He, and Mark Davis like, should this even be a story? And I guess that to a, I think it is a story because nobody's done this. Before. Well, and hopefully. More, if more and more players are gay, you know, they they come out or whatnot. This doesn't become the the headline making story across the nation that this is with Carl Nassib. Uh, I think that's where eventually it's going to go. But right now, he is the first one, so I'm going to be curious to see who else comes yeah. out here, if anyone. We'll see. Yeah. So. Oh, that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. That's just. Broke Monday afternoon. Uh, anything else we need to get to before it's the big serial talk of the day? Avery Broughton, the uh, the girl I've been talking about for a few years here, stacking. Yes, yes. Uh, what played as a seventh or eighth grader for Corsica Stickney and then tore her ACL in January, February, so she'll be out for a while. Yep. Uh, she picked where she's going to go to school. Okay. It's the University of South Dakota in Vermilion. No way. Is she really? She's excited to announce when was this? The 16th. So when was that? Wednesday, Thursday last week, Wednesday. She uh, she went down there last week and was so excited, she decided to say, yep, I'm going to go to USD. So she must apparently liked it a lot. Wow. Over South Dakota State, that's a huge loss for the Jacks. That's really going to make USD so, very good. Not that they are, that, not, not that they need any help already. They're already really good. With Drake. Drake was the other team, SDSU, Drake, USD, and they went to USD, so we'll see. I mean, she's only, uh, only going to be a junior, so it's going to be a while. She still has two years to go. And usually you make that decision after your junior year, but she made it after her her sophomore year, so. All right. She liked it. Well, that's where she's going. Mm. Mm. That's that's disappointing. 
Disappointing. One more, one more recruiting note here. I've been meaning to say this for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a girl from Winter. Uh, she's going to graduate next year. Uh, Mike Day's hometown of Winter. Yep. Very good player. Her name is Bella Swedland. And she's also a Division One caliber player. Where is she going, Stacking? Uh, hopefully not USD. Well, let's say you're a, you're in Avery Brock near this Bella Swedland. You're a you know one of the better players in the state on the female side. Yep. Like where would like would you want to go to SDSU or USD since they both of those schools have had a lot of success? Mm-hmm. I would over the past that. ten years. Like would would you not look there first to say? I'm going to go to one of these schools because they're really good. They're the best in the region. So, yes, I would say that. She's going to Nebraska or Iowa, isn't she? No. Minnesota? Not Nebraska, not Minnesota, not Iowa, not not SDSU, not USD. Colorado State? Uh, No, she wanted to go. She said her intentions were to go to a Power 5 school. Okay. It's like, okay. Kansas State? You're getting close. Kansas? Is Kansas any good, do you think, at women's basketball stacking? No, they are not. They are not very good at all. No, they are not. I think they, they've averaged 10 wins a season for the past five or six years. She is going to go to Kansas to play women's basketball. Ironic that she's coming from a town called Winter and then picking Kansas basketball, women's basketball. Yeah, they're going to lose a lot. And just following her Twitter page, I don't know if she told USD and SDSU I'm not coming there Mm -hmm. or what the deal was. Because it's just very weird just looking at her Twitter page and she would always tweet who she got offers from. Mm -hmm. She got offers from UMKC. Huh. Okay. I, I, I don't see where it says she got an offer from many of these South Dakota schools. This is just the the who's who of Division One team stacking. She got an offer from Cleveland State. Wow. Okay. Uh, Illinois, who's also not great. Nope. Uh, St. Louis, the Billikens. All right. Yeah. Uh, she was also honored to receive an offer from Monmouth. Oh, okay. How the fuck does Monmouth know what's going on in Winter, South Dakota? I don't know. It's amazing they even know where the state of South Dakota is. Monmouth? Um, there was one other, like, Illinois State was, like, the only school that she had an offer from that was actually good. Mm-hmm. Like, Illinois State in the uh, Mo Valley is actually pretty decent. Yep. But it's just all of these random fucking... There's a couple I'm missing here. Just random, you know, Cleveland State, Monmouth, like yeah. random goddamn teams. Yeah, doesn't make sense. It's like, why? And she wanted, and those aren't Power 5 schools, but I I don't know. So Very odd. So now with, Very weird. With AJ missing now on two of these better players in within the state of South Dakota, does that... Let me find it, it, Like, I'm just... It, I'm not trying to be prisoner of the moment here, or you know, stuff. No, he's fine. stuff. Okay, he's fine. There's just there, there's nothing like okay. The the, the program might be a little no, um, the, the, mildly the, shaky. Uh, ground. Be, 
Okay. Like, I, it is very, like, huh. I just want to ask, like, why didn't you want to go to USD or SDSU? Okay. It's like, Monmouth? Like, Cleveland State? Like, what in the goddamn fuck are we doing here? <laughs> and the Argus did a story on her about Kansas, and I was like, oh, you know, basketball tradition, and this and that, and now in Fieldhouse, and how great it's going to be to be at Kansas. I you know I love basketball and how great is it going to go to the basketball capital of the world or the United States, Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, the, she does know and that that's like, on the men's side, right? Like, like yeah, you're, you're not playing with a man. You're going to play with a women's team in front of a thousand people. So that's not going to be great. No. So it's very, I mean, I, that it irritates me to no end. Like, yeah. I'm going to go to a known school that has a terrible, terrible women's program. If if that was her goal, though, Krenz, was just to play at a Power 5 school, then obviously you know, you're throwing out the Cleveland States, the Illinois States. Then go States, to the, the Gophers. Then go to Nebraska. Go sure. to somewhere where at least you have a chance of making an NCAA tournament? I, Iowa. I mean, they have that fantastic... Iowa. Like, Caitlin Iowa's Clark. State. Yeah, I, like, Caitlin Clark was a fantastic freshman, came out of nowhere for Iowa this last year. I mean, she was... Kansas State. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Somewhere. Why would you not want to go somewhere that's at least competitive? Why would you want to go to one of the worst teams... In the Big 12. Like, you want to go to Kansas. Like, what do you think that's going to be like? So I don't know if she's going to end up transferring like some do in a year or two. And if she does, it's be like, well, no shit. Right. You went to Kansas to play women's basketball. What the, the fuck did you think was going to happen? So I don't know, somebody like her, very weird. Very odd. It's... Very strange. I can't explain it. No. I can't say I've seen anything like it. There's a Hannah Ronsink, a girl at O'Gorman. Her sister is very good. Her sister went to Creighton to play uh, women's basketball a year or two ago, and she's going to Colorado State. Oh, I'm like, fine. Awesome. You want to go to Colorado State? You want to go to Creighton? Fine. They're actually good. Yep. Want to go there? I have no problem with that. Nope. Want to go to the Gophers? You want to go to Lincoln, Nebraska? Be my guest. Mm -hmm. But to go to fucking Kansas. It's like, why? So that's something I want to keep track of that throughout the years. It just doesn't make... Maybe she wants to play a lot. I don't know. Like, why you wouldn't want to go to USD or SDSU? I'm not sure. If you don't want to go there, why you wouldn't want to go to a Creighton or somewhere else? I don't know. She can... Turn Cre- or she can turn Kansas into a winner, Krenz. That's what it is. By all means, if she does, an egg on my fucking face. Yep. But we'll see what happens. And everybody, of course, you know, tweets her, hey, congratulations, great job. I want to tweet her and say, you know Kansas has won like 60 games in six years, which is not good. They haven't won many Big 12 games recently. Like, what? Like, Why? I, I don't know if they asked, like, why did you go to Kansas? And they said, and she gave that answer, all tradition and all that. But he says, I would say, like, that's that's the men's team. That's not the women's mm-hmm. team. So that's that's not the same. So I don't, I didn't get that at all. No. 
I, I agree. It doesn't make it doesn't make a lot of sense at all. Uh, no. Anything else we need to get to? That should be it for now. Okay. Uh, let's head then into the part that uh, I think a lot of people are going to continue yes. to like. It's cereal time here. Uh, let's get right. We're going to do three letters today. Oh, exciting. B. We're going to skip C because there's a hell of a lot of C cereals. So We're skipping C. We're coming back to C at a later date. Yep, we're going to come back to C, I think, next week. Next week uh, should be a little little less week. We'll, we'll bring in the 4th of July holiday with a lot of cereal talk next week because okay. uh, there shouldn't be quite as much going on in the world of sports. We'll, we'll do that. So C is going to be next week. We're going to do B. We're going to do D. And we're going to do E this week. It's actually not a lot. There's really not a, ho- a whole hell of a lot here. So uh, this won't. Uh, this will be relatively quick here, I think. But we're going to start with Baby Shark cereal. What does that? What does that look like? I mean, Baby Shark cereal. I would say no. What? Um... It looks like Fruit Loops. To be perfectly honest. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, it does. I would have to say probably yes. I would never buy it, but okay. So we're, like, I, I would have to think those things would probably taste okay if we're going by taste. So, I would have to say uh, they're probably okay. So, so you're you're gonna say yes? You would have this. This would be in the Travis Crin's cereal repertoire. Like. No. So thumbs I would up. Never buy this. So thumbs up, thumbs down, or a sideways thumb. Kind of a sideways because okay. it's like I would never buy this shit. But it looks like you said, like Fruit Loops. So if that's what it is, like Fruit Loops are good. Mm-hmm. Um. Then I feel like it would be it would be fine. Fruit Loops would be a thumbs up. So this would, you know. This is I something you would potentially buy in a crunch. No, no pun intended there. Maybe if I'm like, I really need Fruit Loops. All Baby Shark uh, Kellogg's Fruit Loops looks the same. Perhaps, but it's yeah. like you look like an asshole doing that. But so you're. I've never again without having tried it. Right. I would say it appears to not be awful. Like you know, cosmic brownie cereal for right. Christ's sake, or <laughs> you know. Some of this other stupid shit we're gonna go through, um, so it's it's tough. It's, yeah. it's tough. Yep. So like I've never had it, but so that gets the same that gets the same uh, Apple uh, Jacks tra- tag as Apple Jacks does from last week. Yeah, I, I can't. So, I don't think I've ever bought Apple Jacks. I've had it. Yep. Um, it's not something I'm gonna put in the rotation, but I would eat it if somebody if I'm at somebody's house and they would have apple jacks. I'd be like, all right, that's fine. All right, that's so acceptable. if someone has baby shark cereal at their house, then you're visiting. You're gonna you're gonna try it perhaps and partake if that's the only. If I thing. say, hey, I've never tried this. What the hell does this taste like? Uh-huh. And they say it tastes like fruit loops. I'm like, oh, well, let me see. Well, what's right. it taste like? All right. Um, there are some Batman cereals here. I don't think they're in production at all. Um, so. Unless you find some Batman cereal that's in uh, active production oh. here, um, we'll just skip that. Booberry, Booberry is next. Is that a Captain Crunch thing? It is. Uh, it's a uh, like chocolate. Uh, yeah. It's like no, no. It, it would be like berry cereal. It's like ghost. You know that, that's berries, and there, there's marshmallows in there as well. Booberry. No, anything cereal. with marshmallows is a no. Okay. These again kind of look like uh, I don't know they're not Fruit Loops they're just these big 
purple things in a bowl. Yeah. Berry flavored uh, might be good, but no, I'm not doing that. No. Okay. Uh, Black Panther, I don't think is uh, there. I don't really know what the hell the Black Panther cereal is. The movie? Well, I know that the Black Panther movie is, but there's Black is Panther. Is that what it's after? Named after? Uh, I would assume so, yeah. Black Panther cereal. Uh, let's yeah, see. you know a little what that would be. Let's take a look here and see what it is that... Because I don't even know... The, the problem with some of these cereals is they don't put years in production at all. Black Panther, so I don't see... Here it is, the Black Panther the movie, it looks like... Again, a toasted oat cereal, some sort of... Cheerios, like big Cheerios, uh, toasted oat cereals. I gotta imagine that would be uh, in the Cheerios family. I'm gonna say we won't include this one though, because it's not in stock even on Walmart. I, again, I would say no because no. Yep, we can't do that. All right, so how about this? Ooh, here's one: Bob Ross, the joy of cereal. What the fuck is it? I was just going with the active one that it gives me. Here. Bob Ross, the joy of cereal. I'm sure there are some happy fucking trees in there. <laughs> I look at these fucking things, and uh, again, there's marshmallows in there. So I'm not doing that. No, nothing with marshmallows. In my cereal, it says just eat, relax, and watch the magic happen. So I'm not. No, it's, it's uh, no. Okay. So... Bob Ross. Like, who, who the fuck would ever come up with that? Bob Ross has been dead for 25-some years. Uh, We're going to make a cereal uh, out of the painting guy in PBS from 30 years ago. I hated his show because I could never paint the way he did. He's a a great painter. You look at it like tremendous painter. Yeah, very good. Very good. Why the fuck would you make a cereal from him? I have no idea. But, sure. All right. It's a no for me. No for me. Bran Flakes by Kellogg's. Mm. No, but uh, it's it would be interesting. But like uh, flakes, but I'm not going uh, specifically with brand flakes. No, okay. it's right. uh, that make you that supposed to make you shit well or what? Um, <laughs> like brand flakes, all we like these seem like Wheaties to me. This looks like maybe Wheaties, like uh, the, the Wheaties, yeah. you know. Yeah, I like Wheaties. Wheaties would be a yes. Bran Flakes, can't say I've had them, um, but I don't think I would be opposed to it because there's no. Doesn't appear to be a ton of sugar. Doesn't appear to be marshmallows and shit in there. Appears to be just a boring cereal. If the cereal is boring, I would probably like it. Uh, Bran Flakes, it's a no for me, but not opposed to it. There's something called brekkie things. It's chocolate boulders, fruit hoops, honey bolts, oh. chocolate malt clusters, and berry loops. We're not even going to touch that here because that looks weird. So that ends our B section. So through two letters, you have zero yeses. We have uh, how many no's here? We have uh, nine no's and two sideways thumbs. That's Apple Jacks. And Baby Shark cereal, which I got to admit, I'm a little surprised you gave the sideways thumbs to. I thought that would be an immediate no. So it's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that here. So let's go to D. What about, you, you missed one in the Bs, a well, specialty cereal. I don't have one listed, so if there is something there, uh, go for it. Bootios. 
Boo, oh, boo, well, that says it's only 2016, so... Have you mentioned this is a WWE serial, The New Day? Oh. Bootios <laughs> have actually, actually made this serial in that in WrestleMania a few years back. They actually came out of a huge, must have been 30-foot high box of cereal. And the, uh, you know, it's got marshmallows in it, so it's an O for me. But it looked like, you know, giant cheerio type things and um yeah it's a no for me but uh, bootios okay that is listed here but it just said 2016 so i did not mention it at all okay let's go to the d's again we're gonna do c next week um diamond shreddies by general mills is this a shredded wheat knockoff? It Diamond looks like it's, it looks like it's like check cereal is what it does or what it looks like. My post, this is my post. Or is this Gen- my? General Mills. General Mills. Diamond shreddies. These can these kind of look like checks. I'm not against checks. I've never heard of diamond shreddies. Neither so have I. I don't think I've ever seen them. This would likely be a no for me. Okay. This is a no for me. But again, one of those cereals that I'd probably eat, and I'd probably say it's fine. But yeah, this is something I would not buy. Okay. I've never heard of it. I got a Dudley Do-Right uh, cereal from General Mills. There's no way this is in production here at all. There's no date next to it. Uh, there's Oh, wait, I forgot one here. Oh, Lord. Uh, please excuse me here. Dora the Explorer cereal. This is going to have a lot of crap in it, I suppose. Dora the Explorer cereal. Yes. Looks like these stars. They've got stars in them. Whole grain. We like that. Uh, again, something I've never really seen. Cinnamon. They say this is cinnamon. So I'm going to say no. Okay. So cinnamon. So no, no on cinnamon. Perhaps. Yet. Maybe. Yeah. But again, but, but a no. All right, so no on Dora the Explorer cereal. So, all right, very good. Uh, as I meant, as I mentioned here, I the, the, this Dudley Do Right cereal. There's no way that this is in production. Right? If you just look at the box here, like, if you just pull up Dudley Do Right, there's nothing there. Like it's just. Um, so this uh, says Frostios with uh, Dudley Do Right on it with his big chin. Yeah, but uh, maybe that's what they're talking. But either way, like that's a very old cereal. There's no way that's in production. No, 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 yeah, it's, no, no, no. So I, and all right, so let's go then with. Uh, I think this is the last one here because uh, Dunkin' Donuts cereal apparently was. I'm trying to make a run here. How about Dino Bites from Malto Meal? Dino Bites from Malto Meal. Uh, I see these. I see Fruity Dino Bites. I see Cocoa Dino Bites in the uh, in the bag section, the big bag section. Yep. Uh, what do these look like? These are the Fruity Dino Bites, would be uh, Fruity Pebbles. Yep. And the chocolate, uh, the cocoa dino bites would be cocoa pebbles. Yep. Uh, never been a big uh, cocoa pebbles fan. Okay. I'm gonna say no. Uh, I'm not getting any of had it, so fine, but uh, again, something I don't buy. 
So no Ahmed Alabites. The knockoff of what I assume are Fruity Pebbles? I would assume so, yeah. Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Pebbles. So that ends our D. So uh, so three more N's uh, added to that list. So we'll uh, final letter of the night is going to, or this week, is going to be E's. And there's not a lot here. So uh, how about Ego Cereal by Kellogg's? No, uh, no on the egos. Okay. And maybe one of the, I don't know when they started making this, but this looks like honeycombs to me. This looks like honeycombs. It does. An uh, ego cereal uh, was made from 2006 to 2012 and then regained imp- or went uh, went into production again starting in 2019 and is currently being produced. Uh, maybe maple syrup type flavor, perhaps. Uh, I assume so. Like again, walk, I right? like honeycombs. Honeycombs would be a yes for me, but if uh, these look like honeycombs, so if they are, they're probably pretty good. I would think they're probably more like a waffle crisp. But... Yes, yeah, so maybe like maple syrup, more yeah. like uh, you know syrup yep. flavored, because pancakes don't really have much of a flavor uh, without the syrup on there. So. Potentially, but it's going to be no for me. I feel like this may be one of the first, you know, this is what, 15 years old? Yes. Might be one of the first, hey, we're going to make this other thing into a cereal. We're going to make Eggo waffles into cereal. I think this one is still in production. Um, I've never heard of it. Engine 2 rips Big Bowl from Whole Foods. Engine 2. Who in the goddamn Engine 2 rips Big Bowl? This looks like you shook a fucking tree and whatever the fuck came out of the tree and up in the bowl. This looks like something that Stiglmeyer would like. You remember what Stiglmeyer said when we asked him what his favorite cereal was? I don't recall. What did he, he said say? granola. Uh. <laughs> and apparently he doesn't own a TV. Yeah, yeah, that's it. How does that then? Yeah. Really, like, you may not watch a lot of TV, but not to own a fucking television. It's weird. It's weird in this day. It's big bowl and no. This looks healthy. This has got a bunch of shit in it, just a bunch of nuts and shit that looks good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, this, this, uh, I've had uh, a few of these cereals before. There was one cereal I had. It was all right, but it was just so goddamn heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Crispix, not very heavy. You can have a big bowl of Crispix and be fine. There was a cereal I had uh, sometime last year. It was so fucking heavy. Be, uh, a half bowl would go a long way. You'd put it in there, and there'd be raisins and this and that. And it was very dense. So this is what this looks like. This just looks like a bunch of shit. Uh... Some frosted mini wheat type things. This looks like Chex Mix for cereal. You got like your pretzels and your croutons and this Chex and a couple of peanuts in there. That's what this looks like. So no to the engine two rips big bowl. A big <laughs> fu to rip and his big bowl of shit. Big bowl of grains looks like something you'd find in the fucking silage pile. To feed to your cows. <laughs> no to the fireman and his fucking bullshit cereal for people. <laughs> All right, final cereal then for this week. Elixir cereals known by brand name Nutra Crisp. Elixir 
Yep, I think I think it's best to search by Nutra Crisp. Nutra grain, Nutra Crisp, Nutra Crisp. I don't know what this is. I'm having a hard time finding this. How do you spell that? N U T R I. Yep, and then a hyphen crisp. Okay, Nutra Crisp. What is this? Loading, loading, Nutricris. This looks like more of Rick Tyler's horseshit. What is this? <laughs> Nutricris. This seems like this, uh, another very dense. Supposed to be good for you. Sorry, page not found. Wow. <laughs> it's, like I said, it's, it came, uh, it says Elixir Cereal goes by Nutricrisp is the brand name. So I assume this looks like a granola type thing again. No. Okay. No for me. Just too too much it's supposed to be healthy for you. All these different grains and things that are supposed to be, you know, good for you. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I too much going on here. Too much going on with the Nutra Crisp. Well, this looks like I don't know, maybe a cornflakes type thing perhaps. Uh perhaps, if that's the case. Again, something I've never heard of. Probably something I wouldn't mind trying if this is indeed what I think it is, which I'm not completely sure it is. So we're so going. If this, in, a, if this is in the cornflakes family, then maybe. So we're going thumbs down or uh, sideways here. Yeah, if I can't find out what the fuck you are, then no. Okay. If it takes this much goddamn effort to figure out what the fuck neutral crisps are, then no. Remind me when I get to when we get to H's here that I have two bonus ones for you mm. here on uh, on the H's, uh, but that will um, come another day. That will be up. That'll be well. Look at this here. That they have they list one on there. You know, dumb, well, have you lot. seen the, the? Do they have these in the stores up there? The the Mexican frosted flakes. I, I don't know. I haven't seen it, I guess. I, I see those in the aisles. We, we seem like we've got a more, uh, like, just a Hispanic section of food. Mm-hmm. And it's it's Frosted Flakes. I should get this sometime to see if there's any recognizable difference. But it's Frosted Flakes. It's got the tiger and everything on it. But it's just in uh in a different name in 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 uh, spanish zucaritas zucaritas only the flakes themselves are darker sturdy and have more of a curved shape while the zucaritas are lighter yellower so i should get those sometime it's like probably coke and mexican coke Oh, regular Coke, yeah. Mexican Coke. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the Zuc, the Zucaritas, which I don't know what that means in Spanish, but um, they look very similar. Look like uh, probably the Zucaritas are super sugary and kind of fall apart in the milk. So I would say the uh, the United States version better. All right. So through two weeks, we have gone through four letters, A, B, D, and E, and you have not given a yes or a thumbs up to anything. You have given two sideways thumbs to Apple Jacks and Baby Shark Cereal, which right now I believe is the upset uh, going here right now. I did not think you would give a sideways thumb to Baby Shark Cereal, but that is it right now. 
Uh, C, I'm guessing, is going to have a vastly different uh, outcome here. Now, how are you going okay, Cheerios is coming up in the season. You're going to go yes. through every type of Cheerios? Well... There's a lot of Cheerios out there. there. Some are good. Some are maybe are. not so good. Yep, I think we're gonna have to. We're gonna go through them each and like Cheerios. I'm sure you'll say yes to them all, and then we'll and maybe maybe specify the ones that we'll just specify the ones that you would eat. Um, good. And we'll count the cereal as a yes because I'm guessing you aren't gonna enjoy pumpkin spice Cheerios. That doesn't sound. No, like I'm gonna say no to that. But no. <laughs> So we will go through that, and yeah, there's a bunch of Captain Crunch uh, cereal listed there. Uh, cinnamon Toast Crunch, uh, which I know you're already probably going to say no to that. Anything cinnamon here related, but uh, you know, Cocoa Puffs in there. So yeah, there's a lot corn. There's a lot in here uh, to to get into. So C will be its own deal next week because we have a lot of cereal to go through. What a way to, to get right into the 4th of July than going through a whole bunch of cereals. It's a big week next week with the C's. It is. It is. Uh, so that's that. Anything else, my friend, before we say so long for the week? USD is really good at pole vaulting. Yeah, they're very good indoor track and field in general. Yeah. And we got Chris Nielsen who uh, graduated there just a few years ago. He's made the Olympics. Good for him. Uh, Chris Nielsen, pole vaulter from USD, so he's in the Olympics. Very that would good. give me something to care about when the Olympics come up next month. That's right. Very good. Uh, well, there's some North Dakota State Boo. shot putter, maybe, who made it. Boo. And somebody here at the local paper, not Marcus, but somebody else said, you know, oh, great for the Summer League. Uh, <laughs> this North Dakota State guy I made the Olympics it doesn't matter a fuck of nothing for the summer league like, again with that so because the North Dakota State shot putter made the Olympics that's good for the summer league what the fuck does it matter it doesn't matter a fuck of anything for the summer league it doesn't not at all uh, no like, it doesn't mean anything yeah, like, like, oh, like if some you guy were, like what does it matter if UMKC had someone going would that be good for the summer league which by the way uh, Summit League uh, men's and women's basketball schedules were yes. released last week, and I was surprised, and maybe I shouldn't have been, St. Thomas is on the schedule right next yeah. year. So I thought Where maybe, uh, like, they are are they just not beginning, like, don't they have a five-year transition period ahead of them, or is it only three years? Like, this seems... Well, I, don't, I don't think they could be eligible for a couple of years, no. but I think they're just going to be right in it, I guess. That, that seems very odd that they would... That they would even yeah. be put on the schedule. I thought they, you know, especially since they're jumping from D three to D one. I would have thought there would have been at least a three to five year transition period. Maybe it will, but I'm just surprised that they're on the schedule. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's weird because STSU did not get into the summer league right away. Right, games. Um, so that's weird. Games are every Thursday and Saturday. Uh, that's the way it looks for the tournament play. And do you guess? Just guess who? Uh, um, St. Thomas is paired with as a traveling partner. It makes sense, but it's still just weird. Are we teams out of 10? Yes. Who would they be partnered with? Western Illinois. Yes. Yeah, yep. they're, they're, they're kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Oral Roberts and... Um, and UMKC are paired together, so that would mean Omaha and Denver 
are paired okay. together. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, you know, probably two easiest places to get to the two biggest cities: Omaha, Denver. Yep. North Dakota schools, of course, are are paired together. South Dakota schools are paired together. So I, I was just very interested to see mm-hmm. St. Thomas was on that schedule, and I'm a little surprised because normally in the past they've done like Wednesday, some Wednesday, some Sunday mm-hmm. games. I'm very surprised that they're going with a strict Thursday, Saturday, and it never double headers. Like they, if you want to maybe cut down on like costs and stuff, like if you're going to look at costs as a, a barrier or a factor, maybe you should have more double headers uh, at home like they used to. I I like that. I liked when when we had to work at the basketball games and you were there for two games, one started at five, the other seven thirty. There you're out by nine thirty, ten o'clock. Like, do that versus oh, just yeah, having to come there every week. Why cut travel costs and fucking add Augustana? No, get out of here. Why? Why? I, that, I still kidding. don't understand. That was the easiest. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Slam dunk of a. Oh, Augustana, you want to be in the conference? Okay. But if you nope, want, fuck you. If you, you want come. the media, though, you go to the cities because you already have Sioux Falls because your bookend with South Dakota State and so, USD. Add, but add Augustana. They're, you hear what they're doing? What are they doing? They're adding hockey. Augie's, Augie's adding hockey, huh? Vision one hockey. Oh, my gosh. Which is not cheap. They're going to add hockey. So there's that. I, I, again, money is not an issue. They are adding hockey. T. Denny Sanford just wrote them a fucking check for millions of dollars to hear say, fucking add a hockey program. Done. So what? what is it? The location is good. It's where you're literally at as a conference. You're in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. Augustana is in Sioux Falls. Competitively on the field, they are good. They won a Division II national title a couple of years ago for the men. The women are always good. Their baseball team won a national title a couple years ago. In basketball and in baseball, they would be better than half of the teams in your conference right now. Mm-hmm. Money is not an issue. Facilities, I mean, if we're talking facilities, Jesus Christ, where the fuck does UMKC play? Where the fuck does Western Illinois play? I mean, come on. Money is not an issue. Facilities, I don't see any. I don't see what any of these issues are. See, Danny Sanford just wrote him a check for millions of dollars to say, here, add a hockey program. Go ahead. Right. I just so wish. when they, I mean, they inevitably have to end up in this conference. And why it is not now, I don't know. And why St. I mean, St. Thomas, they're usually pretty good, aren't they? I mean, their football is excellent, isn't it? Yes, but I don't think they're, I think they're, the football is going to have to be Pioneer League. I know, but as yeah. far as everything else, like, are they going to, I don't know how competitive they're going to be in basketball. Are they going to be good enough to compete? Don't know. Probably. I don't know. Outside of Minneapolis, I don't know. They I should think, be. I think the fact be a lot of bad they, teams in this league. Denver's terrible now. Well, I think the fact that you make them D one immediately becomes a marketable draw for those players in the cities that may other, would have otherwise looked elsewhere because they were a D three. You make it D one. You're public. You know. You yeah. I think you still have to. You you'd have to offer the scholarship then. But just the fact that you're D one now, you can pull those those players in from the cities and make them a viable team. Whatever you can do to get UMKC and Western Illinois out of this conference, the better. Again, if you would just get rid of those two teams at Augustana, I think it would be such a much better conference. Just get rid of Bob Roberts, too, while we're at it here. And get rid of Denver. 
Get him out. Bob Roberts just made the Sweet 16 second. It's great for the Summit League, Chris. That it's Ryan, great, great for, for the, the Summit, Summit League. It's great for Oral Roberts. <laughs> Summit League, whatever. It's great for them. So. <laughs> it is. Anything else we need to get to? That should be it. All right. Well, you uh, stay cool this week when that 100-degree weather hits. Uh, don't get sunburned. Uh, enjoy the pickleball if you do play it. And uh, we'll talk about whatever comes up next week, my friend. All right. We'll see you later. Sounds good. Travis Crins here joining me on the Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time as always. Again, to recap the serials here, B's, D's, and E's. Baby Shark gets a sideways thumb. Booberry, no. Bob Ross, the joy of cereal, no. Bran Flakes, no. Diamond Shreddies, no. Dora the Explorer, no. Dino Bites, no. Ego, no. Engine 2, no. And Elixir Cereal, no. Those E's. I had no idea what the hell they were. So we'll, so we'll see what happens with C's next week. That's coming up here. Cere- C Cereal. Travis is killing it right here now. On the, on the Sports Block podcast. Uh... Uh, fill up a bowl, eat some cereal while you listen to the podcast here this week. Like I said, a lot to get to here. Next week, uh, we'll try and get Marcus on. Uh, Give him a week off because why not? You know, we value his time, but you know, every once in a while, he probably doesn't want it. So you know, come, come, come next week. We'll talk about the the where we're standing with the Euro Cup, the because the knockout stage, the round of sixteen, will be there. Uh, will, will have begun. We'll talk about the. Um, the Stanley Cup final because that should be set by then. So looking forward to that, and we'll prep you for the Fourth of July. Probably again, no no show the over the the week of the fourth, and then a couple weeks later in July, probably no show either. I'll be on vacation. Travis has a vacation in there somewhere. So July of uh, fewer shows certainly here, but we'll we'll get to it all. Uh, we'll keep you posted here with when there won't be a show here that's coming up. Or, well, We'll let you know when there's no show here. Sports Block Podcast show. But for Travis, I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Enjoy the NBA playoffs. Enjoy the NHL playoffs. Enjoy the Euro Cup. The baseball that's still going on. Congratulations again to uh, to, to, to John Rahm for winning the U.S. Open. We'll see what happens when the NBA draft lottery, which I think takes place this week. We'll see what happens there. And we'll get to it all next week. Serial Talk sports talk, and so much more. So for Travis, I'm Nathan. Podcast can be found on podcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at NDStackin, Travis Crins at Travis Crins, Facebook, Nathan Stackin, a link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. For Travis, I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it, and we hope you tune in again next week for the pre-4th of July and the C-Serial edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Have a great week, everyone.